like I, I always knew this was possible, but it, it comes to a combination. Like some people say, you know, uh, work ethic beats talent, which I agree with. But then once you have some talent and you have that work ethic, that's when you're unstoppable. And that's kind of what I think I had over these past four years was I was, you know, relatively talented just at, you know, video games and reaction time and intuition and just stuff like that. And then, you know, that work ethic is what really got me to the next level. And, you know, talent isn't anything if you don't put in the work. So work ethic by far is more important than, than talent. And, you know, the harder the work, the harder you work, like you're just gonna, you're gonna do better than someone who just is naturally talented. You're listening to the Steady Trade Podcast a podcast that inspires traders to make meaningful strides and pursue their passions. Your hosts are Tim Bowen, the lead trainer at Stocks to Trade Pro, Kim Ann Curtin, the Wall Street coach, and Steven Johnson, the up-and-coming trader who's always willing to learn. Together, we'll sit down with experts to talk about their process, the lessons they've learned, and discuss how all traders can level up their trading careers. Welcome back, everyone, to the Steady Trade Podcast. Back with the whole crew. Got Kim and Steven here this week. And then we've also got a repeat guest, which is one of my favorite guests, Jack Kellogg. Uh, I still remember back to, geez, you know, a few too many podcasts. But uh, a couple years ago when Jack was first coming up, I got the pleasure of of interviewing him. And, man, I remember getting done with that podcast and was just like – and Jack might maybe will remember the day or maybe I can Google it, but – you know, it was just like I, he was kind of getting started, had already had some great success, but I just remember ending that podcast. And I was like, holy crap. I mean, this guy is work ethic and his focus. And it's like, this guy's got it. And I know I say that a lot about the pot, the, the guests we have, but uh, man, I was just, I still remember looking back and, you know, the story of him hustling at his mall kiosk and then hustling as a, as a valet. And I'm like, man, this, you know, and, he, and he's laser focused on trading. I'm like, he takes that work ethic, applies it to that focus. He's the real deal. And here we are. We'll talk about some of the stats. I mean, over the last year in the penny stock world, you know, dare I say, I think either the top or, or the top two or three in penny stock trading, you know, you know, profits wise. And I just kind of look back to that very first episode and, and then I've interviewed him a few other times and Kim and Steven have had him back and uh, just so inspirational for the, for the, for the 65 year old man to look back at a young man like this and, and just be like, man, it's, it's, I hope everyone, you know, everyone that's, you know, in your twenties and, and you're interested in trading, you know, learn from Jack, learn from Kyle, learn from Matt, you know, learn from, you know, other than the, the drinking and the prostitutes learn from Steven, you know, there's so much, you know, so much inspirational stuff here and, uh, and welcome back Jack. And then we've also got some other stuff to talk about. I don't want to forget, you know, number one, many of you probably know Jack's been doing the This Week in Steady Trade with Matt and Kyle. Sometimes Bryce jumps on as well. And then he's also doing the breakouts and breakdowns chat room, which is brand new built in the Stocks to Trade platform. So I want to make sure we don't talk about that or forget to talk about that. So welcome back, Jack. Welcome back, Kim. Welcome back, Stephen. Yeah, thanks for having me on. <clears throat> I actually think the first time that we talked, it was March of 2019 when I was still in Michigan uh, with Dom and all that. You know, that's just two years ago. So it's been a wild journey so far and definitely hasn't, you know, has felt a lot longer than two years, but. um, Now, now real quick, my first question is, you know, you look back to those days, you know, and and so what what are your profits at right now? Uh, 6.3 million. 6.3 million. I mean, you know, you go back two years ago, you know, if I would have said like, Hey Jack, do you think you'll hit, 6.2 6.2 million in, in two years from now. <laughs> what, what, what would you say? I would say probably not. I'd say like <laughs> 5% chance or less. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it seems nuts even, man. Just, to, you know, yeah. again, two, just two years. I mean, like, like you said, you know, it's like this last two years, man, it, uh, it's been incredible. But damn, it's seemed like it's been a long time, man. Yeah. <laughs> Just so really busy, is. so much going on. You know, again, wow. It, it, it seems like, you know, again, I knew it was about two years, but it like feels like five years ago we were talking. You know, feel, oh, you know, yeah. so, but. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's what I would say. It feels like literally five years. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's just been so, so busy that like every day just it feels so much longer because you're putting in, you know, more work than you probably typically would be in a slower market. So that's why, you know, the dr the days feel a lot more dragged out. And that's why the time's going by so slow because there's just so much every single day. Um, thankfully, yeah. it is slowing down a little bit. So I, I am. Yeah, today. Yeah, today. <laughs> <For now. laughs> but, Jack, with, what do you attribute all of it to? Like, if you had to find the that's one kind of quality about the way you operate, what would you say is the most important quality that you look back on and say, wow, that quality got me to this place? Um, I would say the stress that I put on myself to do better and better every single day, mm -hmm. where like, I feel like a lot of people kind of get complacent. Whereas like, I was like, no, I can take more size there. No, I can do better there. And it was just like a constant like race in my head. And, you know, also like FOMO, I didn't let myself like miss anything. It's like, I gotta be zoned in, I gotta be focused. You know, I gotta be working because these opportunities, you know, they could put the trading tax on at the end of the year and like the market could just sell off huge. So it's like, I need to be putting in like everything I got. Um, like nothing, nothing else really mattered. Um, I like took some of my health, like I didn't have the best health for the past few months where I've, I've been sick because it's, it's been a lot of stress. It's been a lot of everything, but I understand that, you know, I am 22, so I can push myself and push myself and push myself, um, to just take advantage while the opportunity is here. So I think it's just like that, that constant want to do better and just kind of also, you need to be self-aware of what I'm doing. Um, I think that's also key to be self-aware of what I'm doing, but. Where does that come from, the self-awareness? Um, I don't know. I, I've just talked to, I've talked to a lot of traders uh, during my journey and I, I got the chance to talk to this one trader um, who is actually younger than me and he's gone from like uh, 75,000 into, I think, you know, last time I talked, he was at like 30 to 50 million. And he just kind of opened up my eyes to, you know, what's possible. And I, I got to talk with him on the phone for um, a couple hours. He, he is uh, really private, so I can't really disclose who it is. Um, but just like kind of seeing his mindset and the way like he operated really set me up for um, like how I was going to operate, how I was going to go throughout my process where Though, like, unprofitly, you know, we have Tim Grittani to look up to. And just with Tim Grittani's um, trading skills, like, not to knock on him or anything, but, like, his process just, like, didn't work for me. I didn't, mm -hmm. like, like how he manages risk and, like, how he goes about trading. It just never really clicked for me. Um, so it, it was just kind of all about, like, developing myself and, like, then teaching, you know, what I knew to, um, like, Kyle and Matt and uh, my girlfriend and it was just like all of us kind of you know working together and getting trying to you know create this new um, revolution of traders kind of coming up from this 2020 21 uh, market bubble. I'm glad you went there because that was one of my things that I wrote down in my indecipherable notes but you know you guys have this group you know you're all similar ages very similar mindsets again I've had the you know I I uh you know, I, I've had the pleasure of, of meeting you, Kyle, Matt, worked closely with Matt a lot the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's again, inspiring for me. And I'm sure all, you know, many of the listeners have seen my Twitter rants. It drives me nuts when all these old bastards complain about young people. And I'm like, man, I'm inspired. I'm like, I'm like, to me, youth and, and work ethic. And I'm like, God damn it. I'm going to work harder to, to try and be as good as these guys are, even though I'm four times older, but you know, how much of that group, you know, how much do you think of that, of that has helped get you guys where you are? I mean, a lot of wild success with all you guys. Um, that's what I honestly attribute it a lot to is just like this group of, it's the same thing as like, you know, like a soccer team where um, like we're, we're discussing the trades, but we're all kind of doing it a little bit different. We're not like following each other exactly, but just kind of having like that chemistry to just kind of like bounce ideas off of. And like, if someone's thinking something similarly, like if Matt's and Kyle are all on the same trade, like I'm gonna be a little bit more convicted. 
we're, we're finding plays like, Hey, heads up on this sector, heads up on this sector, kind of like joking. And also the aspect of just like joking around throughout the market day, kind of like taking, you know, pressure off, you know, just being focused, but like still trying to stay in the zone. Yeah. And me and Kyle are, you know, always talking on the phone, uh, just about whatever, you know, calling before aftermarket close and just kind of, you know, shooting whatever. And I think all of it just really, really has helped me. Um, I don't even know like how to describe it. It's just, you know, it's amazing is what it really is. Well, it's the one, the one, camaraderie. Yeah, the one anecdote I had was uh, that, that made me think of this when, when I, you know, my note that when the question was, so when I started the business with my business partner, we're same age, we went to high school together, everything for 10 years, business exploded, booming, booming, booming. Biggest mistake I ever made and learned this, everyone watching, never take the money. Never take the outside money. You will regret it, okay? Anyway, we bring in, we wanted to expand. We bring in this wealthy investor, completely different mindset, man. And again, guy was an entrepreneur, but just didn't think the way we think. I was three years later, I was gone. I'm like, it ain't the same. It's not the same. And we, we, and we even though we took the money, we weren't growing like we were. We weren't enjoying it like we were because we lost that sense of community. And it always got me thinking like, again, you guys are like the, similar demographic for lack of a better term you know it's like small town guys all same age you know it's like always and i thought that that really to me might be a big contributor to how well all of you've been doing so no i completely agree it's all kind of just like that that chemistry and just like how everything works um and yeah that's a great point that you made about you know even though this guy has more money even though like it seems like, you know, when you write it up, it seems like, yeah, this, like, this is the best move, but sometimes, you know, the best move is just sticking to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that you've realized that what Gratani was doing wasn't a fit for you. I think that takes a lot of courage, Jack, to mm -hmm. just see that a pattern somebody has, no matter how successful they are, doesn't seem to be your pattern and that you had to go through what you had to go through to find your own. What, what do you think you could attribute that to? That that takes kind of courage, especially as a beginner, to to say, wow, here's somebody really successful, but I feel like I have to find what fits your... In fact, your girlfriend spoke about that too. Mariana, she spoke about finding her personality in her trades. So what, how did you know wise enough to say to yourself, I have to find my personality? Um, I would say that through my journey, I have, you know, spoke, like spoke to a lot of traders, um, whether it was living with Dom for a year and seeing how he trades, or it was, you know, looking up to Ducks and Gratani and Huddy and seeing how they're, you know, short selling and like want to be, want to be like that. And I've just kind of, I would say I've been through the ringer of, you know, looking at every single trader, seeing like every single trader's process. And, you know, maybe I take a little bit of something from them. Um, but at the end of the day, it was kind of about finding uh, finding how I like to trade and like, and that's how I was able to exponentially grow because I have that confidence in myself and not, you know, anybody else. It's, um, you know, I have the support also that I need from like Kyle and my girlfriend and all that. And I would just say like, after just making mistakes, like trying to use like Gratani strategy or, you know, also seeing like how Dom was making mistakes it just kind of came like to a realization in my head and it was just like I could actually get a better entry here and I could have got a better exit here if I did this so it was kind of taking what everyone knew and then trying to find out how to optimize what they're doing and maximize it um, through maximize it and then through what I was saying earlier about putting that stress on myself that I can be doing better and the only thing that's stopping me is just an extra zero but, but it kind of always comes down to that. Like all of the best traders and any trader that I've spotted who makes it, it's like, it's just having a really good intuition for pattern recognition. Like that's, that's what it seems to come down to. Just being able to recognize good patterns and how to turn them into profits. But I mean, like how have you like defined or refined that skill and, and, and how much of the grind you've like mentioned that you've got sick, like how much of the grind, how much have you actually been grinding? Um. I mean, I've been pretty much like nonstop thinking about trading since like 2017 in January, where 
like I knew I knew it was it for me. So then it was just about like that entire year, just like learning from Tim Sykes and like setting the foundation, you know, kind of opening the doors to these other traders and just starting to uh, learn a little bit of stuff and just kind of creating like that foundation of the house. And then it was about living uh, in Michigan, or then it was about kind of going out on my own and starting to try to go full-time trading, starting to short because that's what all the big people were making a lot of money on doing that in 2018 for the first half and then not finding much success. And then it was, you know, staying with Dom for a year and, um, you know, seeing his process and, and growing with him. And then it was going through like that slow period in 2019 in the summer where I think, I think that's what separated me from like a lot of traders was that slow period in 2019 where a lot of people were just like, eh, the market's slow. I'm going to go golf or, I'm going to go, you know, take a vacation. I'm going to go party or do whatever. And like, for me, it was just, you know, wake up. I was even waking up earlier because I wanted to uh, learn NASDAQs and stuff like that. And just trying to expand opening multiple brokerage accounts and like being hungry for that next, you know, leg of success. Like what I had done wasn't like really anything in my head. Like I had made like a hundred thousand at that time, but I wasn't even remotely happy with that. Like I knew that was just a start of capital that I could then turn into, you know, much more if I stayed on the process, if I kept learning and expanding my knowledge. And I think, you know, as a lot of people just kind of be like, okay, I made money doing this. So I'm just going to kind of keep doing this. And if it slows down, like, I'm just going to take my, my break and kind of just do whatever. Um, whereas for me, it was like, I just kept learning through that 2019 period where it was slow. The market was slow. Like there wasn't many plays at all. Um, and then coming in 2020, coming into 2020, like I was ready for that next level of growth, which I achieved through like that 2020 period from the beginning to the end. And then that really set me up for these first, you know, December, January, February um, of these, you know, you know, this has been the most insane three months that I've seen uh, December, January and February, where, you know, trillions of dollars are getting pumped into the OTC market. You know, you got the GameStop ordeal, you got the stimulus checks. There's just so many things going on that created uh, tons of opportunity uh, these past three months. And I was ready for that just through that grind that I had put in for, for all these years. But can I, can I just ask, and I know it might sound a bit simple, but it's not probably for a lot of people, but like, what was the grind? Like, what were you doing? Like, what got you prepared for this? No, I think that's a good question. I think a lot of people want to know. Great people questions. People don't know. Even, like, it's yeah. people you, you know, say, oh, yeah, I grinded really hard. But exactly. But what exactly. what, no, what did you literally do so I can copy? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. What did you do? Uh, I would say it's like, it, there's so much that goes into it where, you know, obviously let's just start simple like obviously spreadsheet tracking like being meticulous with with your trades so like putting in that work um after hours on the weekend you know tracking your setups by strategy so like that's kind of the fundamental side and then i would say there's also another side which is like the networking side which also i think i did really well where then it's like you know going out and reaching out to traders like asking them questions and being the one that who's listening and just yeah. kind of listen to what everyone has to say. And then I would say there's another side also, which is the screen time where you're watching the stocks trade, you're watching the key levels get hit, you're watching time and sales and the level two. And so like that's kind of the three pillars where it's it's the screen time and watching, you know, the level two and the tape trade out and the patterns, you know, play out after you study them from the beginning in 2017, like I was saying with the foundation. It's just about um studying them and kind of getting an idea of the patterns. And then it's about, you know, witnessing them and missing. And then it's about trading them and, you know, still messing up, but maybe starting to get small profits. And then it's about, you know, getting the first stage, like in 2019, I would say that was the first stage when I grew my initial money, you know, my initial 30,000 into a hundred, you know, low hundred thousand. And then the stage after that was then, you know, optimizing and maximizing you know, the best that I could all of 2020 and then just focusing on nothing else for the past three months and just, you know, staying in tune with the market as best that I can. Um, so if that was a good answer, I'm not sure. No, just, I'll just finish, but I, I think it was a great answer. I think it was a really great answer. And, um, and the irony of it is that you're not saying anything that's rocket science. You're just doing what 
people are meant to be doing, but they just don't do. And I, I just think that you're, I'm just curious as well, like final thing, like what, like for you, I think you've just done all the right things and, and how much, how much of it's talent would you say? And how much of it's hard work? Cause my, I used to think that you were just, and I don't want to take it away from you cause I've got to know you better, but I, I, I just thought Jack is some freakish talented person. But then I met you and I saw your work ethic and then I listened to you and I hear that you've just done all the right things consistently for a period of years. So I'm just like, what do you think people can replicate what you've done if, if they do your, your level of work or can anyone make it in trading if they do the right things and actually do it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I think anyone can make it in trading. And I think um, like my scenario is a little bit special where I, I excel that video, like, a lot of good traders, sometimes they'll excel at video games growing up. And that was kind of me where, you know, I wasn't great at, at school and, you know, reading, writing, spelling, not the best at that. Um, but I was really good at simple math and I was really good at video games. So I think that kind of prepared me a little bit just to have that quick reaction time, that quick intuition of knowing what to do, like on the keyboard, on the mouse, knowing what I'm looking at on the screen. Um, so I would say that was like the only thing that kind of got me ahead. And then also just my limited distractions that I had, like I went all in on this where like some people, you know, they already have a job, they already have a wife, they already have kids, they already have, and just not having that was also, I think, uh, very key to what I was able to do because I could just revolve my life around trading um, for these, you know, three years. So I could, like, I, I always knew this was possible, but it, it comes to a combination like, some people say, you know, uh, work ethic beats talent, which I agree with. But then once you have some talent and you have that work ethic, that's when you're unstoppable. And that's kind of what I think I had over these past four years was I was, you know, relatively talented just at, you know, video games and reaction time and intuition and just stuff like that. And then you know, that work ethic is what really got me to the next level. And, you know, talent isn't anything if you don't put in the work. So work ethic by far is more important than, than talent. And, you know, the harder the work, the harder you work, like you're just gonna, you're gonna do better than someone who just is naturally talented. See that video game aspect is something that's got me actually excited too, because, you know, again, I know this has kind of been my theme already, but you know, a lot of people will make fun of these people, you know, you know, men and women that grew up gaming. And from a trading perspective, I think it's awesome, man, because now, you know, you, you, you've got that focus. I mean, listen, if you're, whatever the game is, you know, yep. this will date me, but you know, call of duty or whatever. I mean, if you're not paying attention, you're going to suck, you know, and you got to be focused. And like you said, you're used, you're just used to the mechanics as well. You know, you're just, and, and I'm excited for that. You know, again, this entire generation that grew up, with that gaming and now like you said with the markets where we are you yeah. know billion shares traded in nasdaqs you know you know 20 runners a day it's never been more like a video game that i can remember i mean i mean i know i know people will make fun of the markets oh it's not a game but i mean last couple of years i mean it's like it's like a game out there i mean there's just stuff flying everywhere and if you can stay focused and you're used to that I'm excited for, for all these young people that are coming up that can, that can, you know, handle the crossfire for sure. lack of a better term. So for sure, for sure. Hey, Jack, did you have support of, you know, your immediate family or the people around you before you, you know, got in with Matthew and Kyle? Did you have support um, encouraging you? No, I mean, um, my dad was definitely my number one daughter who was like, like trading's a scam. Like you're never going to make it. You need to work with your hands. You need to, um, like he always just like quit trading right now. Like one, obviously I had a lot of early struggles. So he was like, just quit and just, you know, I'll teach you how to be an electrician. You'll be able to, you know, just work for people, make your own money. Like it's great. Um, so I had him always doubting me. And then my mom, she just, you know, if I was like, oh, mom, I, I want to, you know, jump off cliffs for a living. Like, this is really what I like to do. She just like, will support me no matter what. <laughs> uh, so. That's good. At least you had one of the two who had your back. But yeah. how does your dad respond to what's happened for you now? Um, he just like, 
he says he's like really proud of me and he's always telling like his uh co-workers like showing them like what i'm doing and stuff like that yeah. and telling them um and just stuff like that but nothing too crazy um he just he constantly says like i thought you couldn't do it i thought you couldn't do it like he just always says like thought you couldn't do it i doubted you like you proved me wrong you proved me really wrong um just oh. stuff like that that must feel pretty, pretty satisfying, Jack, to, to know that yeah. you were able to do it. I, I think it sometimes encourages people when you don't have the support because it makes you want to kind of, you know, show them what you can do. And sometimes it can cost you. So I'm glad that you had some support from your mom. That was, did you yeah. find your friends understood what you were doing or did you, did you create community uh, of traders as early as you could? Were there anybody in your kind of sphere of growing up or gaming friends that supported you initially? Um, no, I would say like I grew up in a really small town. There was only about 75 people in my class. Wow. So, you know, I had really good friends, but they didn't really see or I would say they didn't have the work ethic that I did. Like they kind of just were kind of just going with the flow and that type of stuff. And like, I told them what they were, what I was doing and stuff. And like, after telling them enough, like I just didn't even like really mention it at all because it, it didn't really get any of us anywhere. Mm. Um, so like, I would just then like, once I realized they weren't really into it, then I would just like kind of keep like our relationship that we did have before I got into trading. And like, yeah. I think that helped me because uh, then I could have friends that I could, yeah. you know, like just go back to and just like kind of detox from the market and just kind of like hang out with my friends and just like have fun. Totally. So that's the kind of group that I had just with my, my close friends. Um, and then I would say, yeah, the, the community that I have now with Kyle, Matt and all them, those now they're like my, you know, coworkers and my, my really good friends at work, yeah. um, which is also key. So it's just, yeah. but like I'm saying, it's with everything, it's, it's multiple pillars of everything that you need to like you really need that foundation to to hold up the house you know you can't just have one support beam you need you know multiple support beams in every direction to keep that house as level as possible yeah and, and What's you, some, you remember you know jack yeah. kind of created that community because you you sought out dom right yeah yeah yeah, I yeah. Out, wow i sought out dom and then um then i started me and kyle i noticed kyle was uh doing pretty well he was up like thirty thousand as well and i was up thirty thousand. and then me and kyle started talking like way back then wow. um and then grew with kyle and then my girlfriend who i met at the uh 2019 conference yeah. oh nice i didn't know that <laughs> yeah so that was like a year and a half ago and then like also that that also was uh when i started that's when I got out of my slump. Like she really helped me get out of my slump because in mm -hmm. Michigan, um, like it was very depressing just being there with Dom. Like Dom had his family, Dom had, you know, mm -hmm. friends and, you know, he had a dog and all this stuff. And I was just there like in my room mm -hmm. and it was just, you know, working and trying to get better. Um, so just going to that conference and that was, you know, before I moved back home to Connecticut, then meeting her at that conference. And when I haven't like, really talk to any girls for years because I was just into trading yeah. so it was just kind of nice to have like a softer relationship you know what I mean yeah, just have like totally. that totally and I think that was the same conference Stephen had 15 girlfriends at wasn't it <laughs> I don't know Jack did Jack did we meet in person or did we like say hello to each other or I can't remember not I don't think in 2019 but I remember in 2017 um I remember uh, I saw you and I was like, hey, let's play poker or something. And you're, like, you're trying to find like a deck of cards in 2017. <laughs> oh, sure. uh, we didn't end up finding any. Wow. That sucks. That sucks. Yeah. That was, we'll, 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 we'll get that going. We'll get that going next conference. We'll Mariana spoke about that conference and how she was like the only one of the very few girls there. And she felt kind of uh, awkward because she really didn't have anybody to talk to. And there were so many like, collections of guys where she couldn't kind of like walk in and interrupt me like hey can I introduce myself she's like you know so she just kind of kept to herself so how did you guys meet at the conference um she came up to me with some questions just wow. like some simple questions and yeah. um she seemed like really into it and I just had given her my number um just to, like kind of help her out and see yeah. where things went 
Yeah. And then I was moving back from New Hampshire or I was moving back from Michigan to Connecticut yep. um, like a week after. And she ended up just being like an hour and 30 minutes uh, yeah. to New Hampshire. So we just, I mean, I didn't really think anything would ever like come of it. And we just kind of started talking and we were just friends, honestly. We were just friends yep. for months. Yep. And then uh, we just, we really understood each other and we yeah. both kind of had the same schedule, the same mindset. So things yeah. just kind of escalated and That's really awesome grateful check. for it. Very cool. Very cool. So, can I can I just jump in and, and ask like because I just I'm thinking like what do people want to want to hear and a lot of people will be excited for this interview right you're you're mm-hmm. you're a big deal these days it's it's you're it's super deal. cool um but people are going to be thinking like like I understand like how how you've got here and the different pillars and the the networking the screen time and and the the tracking and the spreadsheets you kind of outlined there were the three pillars but like. Where has it led you to? Like, where? What are the areas of the market where you see the biggest growth? Where are you making mm. the biggest profits? Mm. And I know it's like kind of OTCs, and I see you in that sub penny stuff, and I know I should be in it as well. But can you just like explain to people so like they know the direction where you're making this this big money? Um, yeah, I would say my favorite stocks to trade are the cleanest multi-day runners. So. Um, OTC really offer like I I like Nasdaq too like they're cool and I just really I have a great understanding in my head of how multi-day runners move and like kind of how to capitalize on that you know that first green day then the breakout and then you know staying long for that breakout and then understanding when the momentum is kind of shifting and then kind of getting short for the first red day and then you know buying the panic and selling it into a bounce so like it's kind of all about for me it's like it's not even about the patterns or anything. It's about, you know, understanding the, a ticker, a stock, a name that can move clean in a multi-day fashion. Um, and just like stay. And I think that's where like a lot of my edge can sometimes be um, exploited um, higher than normal because I'm very familiar with how the stock trades. And I think like that, once you understand how a stock trades, and then once you understand the pattern that the stock's in, then you can you can size up more and find that that area where you're supposed to be entering, where you're supposed to be exiting, because of that experience you have on the ticker and the pattern, and that has really helped me. But other than that, like I just really keep it simple, and I trade you know first green days, breakouts, first red days, um, panic dip buys. I will take also parabolic shorts, which is just an opposite panic dip buy. So, but I'm only going to take a parabolic short on a multi-day runner where I understand that, like, I'm not just going to short, you know, a first green day going parabolic. Like it has to be uh, a stock that's moving in a breakout. Like it's having a breakout and it's, it's going parabolic. So like, this is where I would be selling my long if I was a breakout buyer. Um, so it's, like I said, it's all about understanding that multi-day framework, multi-day framework. I tell you, um, I love the answer and I hundred percent agree. You know, I talk about all the time, just seat time, you know, talk about being here every single freaking day for 15 years, but I'll say this back to Steven's question, you know, like what people want to hear. That's like the least popular answer of all time (laughs) that you just got to put in the seat time. You know, because people, nobody yeah, wants that. Right. Nobody wants the yeah. hat. You know, everybody wants, you know, listen, I love Tim Ferriss. His book might be back there. But it's like, there's ultimately, we want the pill. there's very few hacks, man. It's a, so much of this. Like you said, people will be like, well, how do you recognize this ticker? Because he's probably watched AABB mm-hmm. for two freaking years, you know? And yeah. yeah. Sorry, listeners, you might want to, you know, yep. but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just screen no truth. It's oh, screen time and staying curious. Like I'll never forget. I learning, well said. Well said. I'll, I'll never forget. Like I thought learning longs was impossible, and then chatted with Dan Irish for a bit, and, and put bought an hour or two hours a day into trying to kind of understand what long pattern works for me. And then all of a sudden, like I, Eureka, you start like seeing, seeing like potential long squeezes that reclaim BWAP, and it's it's just the time, like. But just I think what Jack's done, and I don't want to speak for him, but it's like putting more time in mastering each individual pattern to the point where you can play every pattern in, in the cycle right mm-hmm. yeah and it's, it is all about the cycle of you know the framework and it's about like once once you can get on a stock 
and you know you play the first green day you play the breakout you hold the breakout through the multi-day run you know when to flop flop short and then short it back down you know when to buy the dip you know when to you know short the daily bounce and then you know eventually buy the bounce after it's sold off for three days and like that's all you like all you need is a few good tickers a month that you can maximize rather than trying to maximize the same pattern um, every single day. Whereas like I'd rather zone in on a, a stock that trades really well, that I really understand that has good fills, especially in the OTCs, like not every stock is going to fill me really good. And especially as I get more capital and stuff, like I need to focus on the stocks that will fill me fast. So I, I'm not going to just, you know, my first time trading a stock, I'm not going to, going to, you know, throw a ton of money into it. But once I trade the stock, you know, three, four times, I'm going to kind of understand, you know, how it moves because every stock kind of moves a little bit different. Um, whether it's going to be a low float, a thick float, whether it's an OTC, you know, $3 stock, whether it's an OTC three cent stock, whether it's a 30 cent stock and just kind of understanding uh, how it trades. Now, one thing I will say to all the newer traders out there, what Zach, what, what Jack just said there you won't be trading a billion shares a day like like Jack does. So so take that with a little bit of a grain of salt. <laughs> My man swings some size these days. Okay. So so but 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 yeah, so I mean same idea, but a lot keep in mind what Jack just said. He really has to take into consideration, especially on these, is there enough liquidity for him to trade the kind of size he wants to trade? So like what like like I mean like, like, again, like, let's say it's some one cent stock. How many shares of that are you trading a day? Mm-hmm. Um, it really just depends on how much it's trading. And like the kind of rule of thumb that I like to go off of is just like kind of what the level two is showing. So, you know, if it's showing, um, you know, 10 million share bidders and sellers, like I know that there, there will be someone to get me in or out at a key level. Um, so then it's, it's just about like, finding the the best area to buy also like i'm back in the day when i had a smaller account i was a lot more like chasey where you know i can take these positions at a risky spot way above vwap when it's kind of breaking high day looking for that that quick predictable move but now like with the bigger size like i need to be patient i need to be buying dips i need to you know what i mean so it's a lot different now jack what are the questions with with, with great power comes great responsibility that's right. That's right. For sure. What are, what are some of the questions you get all the time on Twitter that you think are the biggest misnomers for the newbies that you're like, oh my God, do I have to answer this question again? But they need to know. Um, I would say a lot of the times, like the ones that really just get on my nerve is what broker do I use or what scanner do I use? <laughs> um, and I've just answered it so many times. Like the brokers that I use is E-Trade for buying mm-hmm. Uh, OTC penny stocks, and then for my shorting, uh, for my shorting accounts, I have Speed Trader and Cobra Trading, and that that's basically all I use. Like I, I have tested a lot of brokers in my day, like TD Ameritrade. I've tested them. Uh, I've tested uh, what are they called? Uh, one of Tim, one of Tim's um, shorting brokers, uh, Centerpoint. I, I absolutely hate Centerpoint. Um, they're just a robbery and that's where I first started. And I ended up, uh, you know, paying like a thousand dollars in ECN fees when I had a really small account one time, cause I didn't understand how the commission structure worked. Wow. Um, so just be careful of that. And then for what scanner I use, um, I don't really like scanning too much because I will scan though and take a look at the percent of gainers just to kind of make sure I'm not missing anything, but it's all about adding the stocks that are running to my watch list and then sorting the stocks by the percent gain on the day. So then, like I was saying, like, I like focusing on like stock, uh, a particular name in general. So I kind of have an idea of what I want to do before the market even opens. I don't really like getting distracted by top percent gainers. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was saying, it's just focusing on uh, the stocks that I'm familiar with. So it's just about adding them to the watch list and, these stocks, you know, they're going to run in cycles. So it's just all about, you know, what's what cycle of the pattern are we on where, you know, December and January, we saw a lot of stocks um, breaking out and they would just hold. They would just hold for a few days. They would go on another leg. They would hold, they would go on another leg. So 
in December and January, it was just like a lot of buying breakouts. And um, also in January, I really took a step back from short selling because every short was just not working. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So cool. then in February, it started short started working a lot better. But also I got um, like I was overly long biased a little bit in February because I, I thought they were just going to hold and go higher again. Um, but then there was a clear momentum shift. Um, one day we're just like every single OTC stock just panicked out the open. Like the OTCs literally became like a spy or like, like an actual market where when, o when one OTC stock was selling off, like the entire OTC <laughs> market was selling off, which is something really, really cool because, you know, in 2019, 2018, 2017, we would see like sector OTC plays follow each other, but we never saw an entire market follow each other. So I think it was really cool to see that the OTC market was, was growing as um, a market and like actually becoming somewhat legitimate because, you know, it's, it's actually like acting like the spy. Wow. So I just cool. keep, I just keep hoping and praying Robin Hood will open up OTCs, man, please, yeah. please <laughs> call your Congressman. <laughs> so, so, Jack, so I saw the announcement of breakouts and breakdowns. I thought that was super, super cool because I've saw like obviously see the YouTube content you and Kyle put out. Kyle's put out, you've put out, and it's uh, some of the best stuff on the net. So how did this whole, the chat room come about and, and how is it starting out and how is it going and, and what can people expect from it? Um, yeah, so me and Kyle have kind of been in the talks for a little bit now about opening a chat room and at first we were going to make a chat room just like with shorting plays because um back in you know mid-summer we were kind of just focusing on on shorts because um there just wasn't too much opportunity on the long side you know in may august and that's kind of when we started talking about it but then like as the year kind of progressed um like my long profits just you know skyrocketed and passed all my short end gains over these years and then we're like you know let's just let's make it about you know trading this the supernova framework um yeah. so we thought of you know the name breakouts and breakdowns where we're we're going to capitalize on uh supernova type setups where we're looking for the breakout like i was saying this entire episode so we kind of uh just do some some trade alerts kind of some commentary on what we're looking at so the members can see um, how we kind of go about trading these supernovas. And um, it's not to like follow an alert. Like when I was kind of learning my process, it was all about seeing what the successful traders were doing and kind of like how they were, you know, seeing minute by minute what their commentary was and then just watching the stock. And I was like, why was he thinking that there? Um, so I think it's a great uh, learning opportunity. And then on top of that, um, me and Kyle are also doing uh, one webinar each um, per month where it's just going to be a strategy session where um, at the beginning of the month, I talked about first green days because a lot of these stocks were on the backside of uh, the supernova where they were constantly downtrending. So I'm looking for those reversals in those first green days. So yeah. we went over that in the room and, you know, a lot of people really understood it and they have been taking advantage of these first green days um, in the OTC market. And Kyle has a webinar on Friday. And actually, um, I was going to throw in a bonus webinar um, tomorrow just to kind of talk about how I want some people to start tracking their trades by um, patterns and kind of showing them how to do that. And then also just talking about, you know, a few of my trades this week and kind of how things have been slowing down and, and how I'm making that mindset shift into being a lot more meticulous and selective. So that's kind of what the room um, details, but so far so good. Got a bunch of members in there so far. And you know, it's relatively cheap for the value that's offered in there, I think. Oh yeah, I think it's a steal and I've been watching it every day actually. But um, so yeah, I mean, we'll, uh, so if you're listening, definitely head over to steadytrade.com. We'll link that to the breakouts, breakdowns chat room. So again, if you're, don't forget, write it down. You can link over, you can check it out, jump in there right away see what Kyle and Jack are up to. And it's, it's, I mean, again, it's, it's, I think for, for what you pay, it's a steal. So. So what's, what's the future hold for you, Jack? Um, a future holds 
short term right now, uh, like let's just kind of talk about um, get back to like the pillars. So there also is like multiple pillars of life where, you know, you have health, wealth, love and happiness. Mm -hmm. So um, obviously I have Mariana and I have, you know, my trading. So those pillars are taken care of. But, you know, grinding my tail off for these last four years, um, I really have developed like a lot of tension in my back and my neck, and a lot of knots and a lot of, um, you know, uncomfortability and a lot of stress. Are you bald yet? <laughs> Are you gray yet? No. Not I yet. Not yet. You're getting it. I do have a lot of gray hairs though. <laughs> um, but I have started, uh, you know, doing some mobility courses just to kind of, you know, stretch out my shoulders. And yeah. just every single morning, you know, I'm moving, I'm, I'm, you know, doing, you know, stretches that my, my shoulder blades and my neck, like aren't used to seeing because it's just been a constant, you know, you know, literally uh, on the computer, like typing same, same motion. So for me, you know, going into these summer months now, it's about, um, you know, still staying focused in the market, still, you know, doing the best that I can, but taking adva more advantage now of, um, of my health and, you know, doing better at, you know, eating, hired a chef uh, a few weeks back and nice. I've been eating a lot healthier. Great. So it's all about building up that health pillar for me now. Beautiful. Yeah. I tell you, you know, when, you know, it's like, you know, I do the, the, the steady trade team chat room too. And uh, you know, people will be like, when people are talking about slow days and, you know, complaining and stuff. And I'm like, good. I'm like, thank God. I'm like, maybe I can actually go outside today. I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, I talk about the, you know, the olden days, you know, like to me, you know, with, with the stuff that I do, I mean, really, you know, late 2019, you know, and then we go into the shutdown in 2020. Is it, I mean, again, you go back to spring 2020. It's like, I feel like I, I spent about two hours outside last year and it's like, <laughs> let, please let it slow down because man, it's, uh, you know, and we've talked about it several times, but man, you know, it only, we only need one ticker. We don't need 500 a day, you know, give me one or two, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely taking advantage of going outside just because I've been, you know, locked pretty much in my apartment, just grinding away. And it's been, it's also been really cold out. So I like, I've been going on midday walks pretty much religiously Great. since it's gotten a little bit nicer out. So Good. looking great. forward to that. And uh, yeah, that's about it. We'll see how the market ends on the year. Like if there's going to be some opportunity with uh, potential catalysts upcoming, uh, we'll see how Tesla does for the EV sector. We're going to see um, what they do about uh, weed and shrooms where um, now the government is very pro, uh, you know, legalizing them. So maybe that will create some momentum mm -hmm. and we'll just kind of take it day by day and, and see how it goes. Now, short term, that so long term, you know, you know, um, you plan on doing this for another 80 years or, or, or what do you think? Um, we'll kind of see how it goes. Uh, you'll be I'll doing it 80 years, you ain't doing nothing else. You ain't, <laughs> we'll, 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 I'll be interviewing, I'll be, I'll be in a wheelchair, you know, <laughs> drooling. I'll be pushing, I'll which, be pushing you along, exactly. Steve will be pushing me in my wheelchair and you'll still be doing it. You know, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. in you, man. You ain't getting it out. It's in you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love the game. Yeah, I don't care if you make a billion dollars, you'll still be trading. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just won't come down to like, I think it will be a lot better because like it won't have, it won't be me like constantly having to push myself and like keeping my accounts growing and like trying to do like better every time. Whereas like then it will just kind of be, you know, relax, do some swing trading, like don't get so aggressive on the day trades so that like every tick matters and like, you know what I mean? Just to be a little bit more relaxed. Um, but other than that as well, it's just also about uh, making sure my health is good and just going about my, my days and just enjoying life as I get older and older, for sure. Beautiful. That's it's beautiful. I mean, for me, for me, I guess we're, we're kind of coming to wrap it up. I just, I just want to say that um, the, the best takeaway for me was not religiously like studying a pattern but studying how a specific ticker will run through a cycle and playing that cycle rather than because you've always given us great advice like jack jack's been instrumental in helping my trading and helping us helping us grow so thank you for that jack and also thanks for the wisdom and you've, you've set me already thinking how do i analyze tickers over multiple days rather than how do i just do the pattern in a silo so thanks mm -hmm. for that
you know, yeah, I think one yeah. of the biggest takeaways too, like, like for me and, and for the listener is, you know, listen, listen, I, you know, the listeners have heard me say it a billion times, you know, I, I've called Tim Gatani the golden boy a billion times and, and he's the man, but also realize that, Hey, listen, maybe you you may, that doesn't mean it's necessarily the right way. Learn from that, be inspired from that. Yeah. But at some point, you know, just like long or short bias or just like day trading or swing trading bias or OTCs are listed. Also understand that you need to forge your own path too. And I think that that can trip some people up because they're like, I'm just going to be this guy. You know, yeah. I'm going to do exactly that. And what I love, uh, what Jack said is like, he took that, but then he's like, okay, I got to find what works for me. So, Sure. Yeah, just have just have the confidence at the end of the day to know well that yep. you can do this your way. You know what I mean? Like in trading, there's there's so many different strategies. There's so many different stocks moving. You don't need to, you know, necessarily trade what somebody else is trading. Like if you can find something that works for you, like stick to that and learn how to maximize and optimize what works for you. Um, and if it's not working for you, don't just sit there and, and try and try and try and try. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we, we've seen that this week with some uh, some guys that keep trying to short first green days, man. I mean, the, 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 the names will go unmentioned. A couple, couple of people, yeah. Yeah, four or five years <laughs> in, still trying the same thing, man. It's like, anyway. we, we all know the names. We all know oh, the names. Anyway. <laughs> so, just because it was a scam, so. <laughs> yep, yep, so. Um, well, thanks, Jack, man. Always inspiring, man. Uh, again, you know, and I know I say it every time you come on, um, just always have, have looked up to you, man. Again, I know I, as the, as the guy four times older than you, I mean, I I'm inspired by energy. I'm inspired by work ethic. I'm inspired by focus. And I mean, entrepreneurial spirit. I've gone on and on about, you know, again, I said it at the beginning, this guy's hustling in a mall key. He's got like three jobs, man, just trying to, you know, to find his way. And that's the one, one big takeaway that we didn't talk about. Listen, if you're lazy, good luck, you know, and, and See you later. don't join me webinars. Yeah, exactly. Lazy, don't join me webinars. <laughs> and, if you, and if you don't come out of up, don't join me webinars. That was, <laughs> that was hilarious, by the way. That was an inside joke of Tim Bone now telling people don't come to me webinar if you don't follow the rules. <laughs> so, so thanks again, Jack. Thanks again, mm. Kim. Thanks again, Stephen. And as always, you know, again, if you're listening on iTunes, head over to steadytrade.com. We'll link to the breakouts, breakdowns, chat room. Again, it's Kyle and Jack in there every day. You know, obviously they come and go, but they're there every day. Probably, you know, pretty much bracketed at the end of the day. They're there asking questions as well as doing the trade ideas and the trade alerts. I think it's, as I mentioned, it's a great value. And so check that out. Uh, check out, we'll link over to Jack's Twitter as well as Profit Lee. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Stephen. And most of all, thank you, Jack. And to all the listeners out there, we'll see you next time.